Confession, doing the same thing God says. Confession goes beyond just saying the same thing God says to doing or working the same thing God does, being at the same place or location God wants us to be. But to be at the second level of confession, we must first believe in our heart that what God told us to do will work. That is why the first part of confessing, which is to say the same thing God says, helps get our unbelief out of the way. It is not good enough just to hear what God has to say and say it back. The only way we know that we believed what God said is when we act on it. Thus, faith by itself, if it does not have works, is dead. James 2 verse 17 Satan is truly a deceiver, as we have seen, yet sometimes we deceive ourselves, and Satan is not to be blamed for that. People may ask, How can we, born-again Christians, deceive ourselves? James tells us, Be doers of the word, and not hearers only, deceiving yourself. For if any be a hearer of the word and not a doer, he is like unto a man, beholding his natural face in a glass or mirror. For he beholds himself and goes his way and straightway forgets what manner of man he was. But whosoever looks into the perfect law of liberty and continues therein, he being not a forgetful hearer, but a doer of the work, this man shall be blessed in his deed. If any man among you seem to be religious and bridles not his tongue, but deceives his own heart, this man's religion is vain. Pure religion and undefiled before God and the Father is this, to visit the fatherless and widows in their affliction, and to keep himself unspotted from the world. James 1, verse 22 to 27. God says to us, My people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. Because you have rejected knowledge, I will also reject you, that you shall be no priest to me. Seeing you have forgotten the law of your God, I will also forget your children. Hosea 4, verse 6. So unsaved people are destroyed and go to hell because they have not received the knowledge of Christ and those who receive the knowledge of Christ being the Savior of the world refuse to make Jesus their personal Lord and Savior. Yet some Christians deceive themselves for though they have confessed Jesus as their personal Lord and Savior they do not practice righteousness. Some were some of the Christians of Corinth and they deceived themselves. They were attending church services, speaking in tongues, they prophesied, they have all the manifestation of the gifts of the Spirit, but they were not practicing righteousness. Paul told them, and today tells every born-again Christian that is deceiving himself or herself, saying, Do you not know that the unrighteous shall not inherit the kingdom of God? Do not be deceived, neither fornicators, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor abusers, nor homosexuals, nor thieves, nor covetous, nor drunkards, nor revilers, nor extortioners shall inherit the kingdom of God. 
1 Corinthians 6, 9-10 Be doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving yourself. Please read the Bible studies on Come Home and David's Sexual Sin Exposed. David, the man after God's own heart, after he had committed adultery with Bathsheba and murdered Uriah, was deceiving himself that everything was still well with him. So God sent Nathan the prophet to come and expose his sins, 2 Samuel 12. David repented of his sins and was restored back to the fellowship with God. In repenting of his sins, David prayed, saying, Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. Cast me not away from your presence, and take not your Holy Spirit from me. Restore to me the joy of your salvation, and uphold me with a willing spirit. Psalm 51, verse 10 to 12. If you are practicing the sins leading to death, listed in Paul in 1 Corinthians 6, 9-10, I pray that you will not continue in your deception, but you will repent like David, and so that God will restore you to the joy of your salvation, so that he will heal your backsliding and love you freely. Hosea 14, verse 4 The question is, does God cast away some born-again Christians? The answer is no. Jesus says, Come to me, all you who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Matthew 11, verse 28. All that the Father gives me shall come to me, and the one who comes to me I will in no way cast out. John 6, verse 37. So the invitation is to the entire world to come to Jesus, and when we come to him, he will in no wise cast us out. So on the part of God the Father, Jesus, and the Holy Ghost, they will never cast us away from their presence, and they will never cast us out of the kingdom of God. Yet we can cast ourselves out from the kingdom of God, and we can choose to walk away from the Father's house. In Luke 15, the parable of the prodigal son and the elder son of the Father, the Father, in our case God, never cast out any of his sons. He divided equally his inheritance between his two sons. The younger son decided to sell his inheritance and leave the father's house and go to live like the world. The younger son cast himself out of the house of the father. The truth is, while he was backsliding, he was lost and dead spiritually to the kingdom of God and was going to hell with the unsaved people that he joined himself with. He might have deceived himself by saying to all the unsaved people, I am the Son of the Most High God. But as far as the Father, even the Most High God was concerned, that backsliding prodigal son was lost to the kingdom and dead spiritually. He would suffer the same torment in hell with the unrighteous. Jesus says, Behold, I am coming quickly and my reward is with me to give to each according to his work. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the ending, the first and the last. Blessed are they who do his commandments, that their authority will be over the tree of life, and they may enter into by the gates of the city. But outside 
are the dogs and the sorcerers and the fornicators and the murderers and the idolaters and everyone who loves to make a lie. Revelation 22, 12-15 So if you are practicing the sins leading to death, you will be outside the kingdom of God. You will not inherit it. The prodigal son repented in Luke 15 and walked back home. The father was waiting for him all along to come back home so that he will heal his backsliding and love him freely because wrath has been turned away when he poured it out on Christ Jesus on the cross. Hosea 14 verse 4 What I say to everybody who reads these Bible studies, I first say to myself, David repented of his murder and adultery, the prodigal son repented of his backsliding and purposed not to continue in them. I, Jerry, also repented of my sins and purposed not to continue in them. My prayer is that no one who ever read these my weekly milk letters will deceive himself by being a hearer only and not a doer of the word of God. God is calling all sinners to come home and all runaway sons and daughters to come home. He did not cast anybody out of his home. Even Jonah thought he could run away from the presence of God. When they cast him into the sea, God had prepared a big fish to swallow him. And David himself understood that he could not run away from the presence of God. He said, Where shall I go from your spirit? Or, Where shall I flee from your presence? If I go up into heaven... You are there. If I make my bed in hell, behold, you are there. If I take the wings of the morning and dwell in the furthest part of the sea, even there shall your hand lead me, and your right hand shall hold me. If I say, Surely the darkness shall cover me, even the night shall be light around me. Yea, the darkness does not hide from you, but the night shines as the day. As is the darkness, so is the light in you. Psalm 139, verse 7 to 12. God is so good that He stays with us even when we walk away from Him. He keeps convicting us to return to Him, but if we do not, we will die in our sins and go to hell. Nobody will be kidnapped into heaven. Even the backsliding sons and daughters will not be kidnapped into heaven. You need to willingly repent of your sins and make the Lord Jesus your personal saviour and purpose in your heart not to go back to your vomit like a dog or go back to his wallowing in the mire like the sow does after she has been washed. 2 Peter 2 verse 22 Self-deception does not just apply in the area of sins, but in all the revelations of the word of God that we have received. If you say, I believe in prosperity, then you ought to be a doer of God's principle of prosperity. Otherwise, you're deceiving yourself. If you say you believe in divine healing, then you ought to practice divine healing. Otherwise, you are deceiving yourself. It is not enough to say my church or my pastor believes in it. If you and an individual are not doing it, it means that you are deceiving yourself. Everything that we will see in our letters of My Weekly Milk, especially in the series of the Perfect Redemption Plan and the application of the Perfect Redemption Plan, if we as individuals are not doers of them, we are deceiving ourselves. 
James tells us also the other area where Christians deceive themselves with their tongues, saying, If any man among you seem to be religious and bridles not his tongue, but deceives his own heart, this man's religion is in vain. James 1 verse 26 Christians must train their tongue to only say what they mean and only mean what they say. More than that, they must train their tongue to only speak what the written word of God says about the situation they are going through. So let us see again what James says. Be doers of the word, not hearers only, deceiving yourself. And also, if you do not bridle your tongue, you will deceive your own heart. James 1 verse 22 and 26 With your tongue, you will need to start confessing who you are in Christ Jesus and what you can do through Christ Jesus so that your heart will believe it and on top of it you will have to become a doer of what you are confessing or professing otherwise your heart will be deceived. Job said, Teach me and I will hold my tongue and cause me to understand wherein I have erred. Job 6 verse 24 some Christians cannot bridle their tongue or hold their tongue. They do not understand that death and life are in the power of the tongue, and they that love it shall eat the fruit thereof. Proverbs 18 verse 21 And Jesus tells us, It is the spirit that quickens or makes alive. The flesh profits nothing. The words that I speak unto you, they are spirit, and they are life. But there are some of you who do not believe. John 6 verse 63 to 64 Some people do not believe that their words have creative power. They have power to give life or power to give death. They think that their words are mere words. Therefore they spend their day talking negative about themselves, negative about their health, negative about their future, negative about their marriage, negative about everything and everybody. They ought to hold their tongue. All those sent sentences like, My feet are killing me. My back is killing me. I am dying to meet him. I am tickled to death. I am going through hell, etc. All the time that people use the name of the Lord God or Jesus in vain or to curse, in Mark 11, Jesus spoke a negative word to that fig tree. The purpose of a fig tree is to produce figs. Jesus said to the fig tree, No one shall eat fruit of you forever. And his disciples heard. Mark 11 verse 14 Jesus did not say explicitly to the fig tree, I curse you, dry up from the roots. Yet the fig tree and the disciples understood that was spiritually meant when Jesus said, No one shall eat fruit of you forever. When the evening came, he went out of the city, and passing on early, they saw the fig tree dried up from the roots. And Peter, remembering, said to him, Rabbi, behold, the fig tree which you cursed has withered away. Mark 11, verse 19 to 21. Even in today, botanists have done that same experiment where they took the same kind of plants and put them in the same soil, watered them equally, but the difference was, on some plants of the same kind, 
They spoke nice words and life, but on other plants of the same kind they spoke harsh words and death. The plants that received the nicest words became very fruitful, and the ones that received the harshest words withered away quickly. You have dominion over the works of God's hand. Psalm 8 and Genesis 1 verse 26 Things happen whenever you open your mouth to speak. Your words are not mere sounds or winds. They are spirit and life, and it is a spirit that makes alive. So, if you speak negative, they will actually curse, and if you speak positive, they are actually blessings. The closer your walk with Christ becomes, the more careful you ought to be of what comes out of your mouth because they will come to pass. The Bible says of Samuel, Samuel grew, and the Lord was with him, and did let none of his words fall to the ground. 1 Samuel 3 verse 19 You need to watch what comes out of your mouth. Hold your tongue, and bridle your tongue. Death and life are in the power of the tongue, and they that love it shall eat the fruit thereof. Proverbs 18 verse 21 Jesus tells us something very significant about acting on the word we heard. Whosoever hears these sayings of mine and does them, I will liken him unto a wise man who built his house upon a rock, and the rain descended, and the floods came, and the winds blew and beat down upon that rock, and it fell not, for it was founded upon a rock. Matthew 7, verse 24 and 25. The rock here is the rock of the revelation of Scripture that we have received, and everyone who hears these sayings of mine and does them not shall be likened unto a foolish man who built his house upon the sand, and the rain descended, and the floods came, and the winds blew, and beat upon that house, and it fell, and great was the fall of it. Matthew 7, verse 26 to 27. Jesus did not only say the same thing the Father said, but did the thing the Father told him. I do nothing of myself, but... As my Father has taught me, I speak those things. John 8 verse 28 The Son can do nothing of himself but what he sees the Father do. For whatever things he does, these also the Son does likewise. John 5 verse 19 Jesus did what the Father told him. He was a wise man. He did the same works the Father did. We must come to the place where we act on God's word. Like our father Abraham acted on God's word and offered up Isaac, like Joshua acted on God's word and marched round the city of Jericho, we will not dwell on the aspect of confession, but we just want to let people know it is part of confession. Let each one of us read this Bible and find out what God expects us to do, and then act on that revelation. 
Please read the series on the Perfect Redemption Plan and the application of the Perfect Redemption Plan to learn succinctly how to do the same work Jesus did and let us all become doers of them, not just hearers or readers. Write your own confessions of Scripture. I beseech you therefore, brethren, take some time to read your Bible and all the Bible studies we have had thus far. And then start making your own composition of scriptures which addresses your need right now. Let the Holy Spirit bring to your remembrance the word of God you need to confess. May the Spirit give you the rhema word that will boost your faith and confidence towards God. This is your and my time to become the wise man or the wise woman that Jesus talked about who acts on the revelation of the teaching he or she has just received. Let your confession bulldoze the fortress of the enemy and remove all the mountains that are coming before you. For this is the word of the Lord to you, not by might, military forces, not by power, the ability of man, but by my spirit, says the Lord of hosts. Who are you, O great mountain? Before my son and daughter, you shall become a plain, and he shall bring forth the capstone, the chief cornerstone, Jesus, with shout of grace, grace to it. Zechariah 4, verse 6 to 7. May God keep you and bless you. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you all. Brothers and sisters, remember me, your brother Jerry, in your prayer. Amen. Regards, G.